Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast, where we are all about junior high ministry. Let's be real. Junior high seems like a completely different world in of itself. Although the junior high phase of life is different, unique, constantly changing, and very awkward at times, there is still ministry to be done. This is a place where we want to equip youth workers and share practical ideas about junior high ministry for you to take back to the context of your ministry. Thank you for your heart to lead the next generation and for jumping into the planet of junior high ministry. Here is your host, Tucker Music. Hello and welcome to the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast. So before we do anything, I want to introduce myself. My name is Tucker Music and I am the junior high pastor at a church called Southern Hills. We are in Carrollton, Georgia, uh, just about an hour west of Atlanta to give you some context. But I'm the junior high pastor at this church, at our local church at Southern Hills. And before we go anywhere else and what we want to talk about today, let's clear up the elephant in the room. Junior high means something different for each person listening to this. For some, in our context, it means just 7th and 8th grade. That's the way the school system at your hometown, in your local city, in your community has broken down the uh, the grades. For some, junior high actually means 7th through ninth grade in some parts of the country. For others, middle school and junior high aren't interchangeable because middle school actually means 4th, 5th, and 6th grade, while junior high means 7th and 8th grade. But whatever your context is, if you are in the life phase of around 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, this podcast is for you. Because if we're honest, junior high ministry is just different. And let's not even talk about ministry. Junior high is different. Middle school is different. See, there's a huge difference between 5th and 6th graders. And if you want to break it down even further, I think there's a big difference between 6th and 7th graders. But whatever it is, junior high is a phase of life that is very unique in, t- in a student's life. For the first time ever, they may be getting a phone. They have seen a lot of their friends have phones late into elementary school, early into middle school, early into junior high, but maybe for the first time, this is where they get their first phone. For other students, this is the first time in their life they actually get cut from a sport they try. They try it out for the baseball team and they get cut. They Instead of making the team each year like they do in a rec league, they get cut from the school team. Socially, this time in a student's life is different. The friends that they had in elementary school with moving up into a new school system, the middle school, the junior high system, whatever it is in your context, they're making new friends. They're meeting new people. I know in one of the um, local schools in our community that there's actually about four different elementary schools that pour into one middle school. So there's a lot of different backgrounds. There's a lot of different stories. There's a lot of different um, parent dynamics, family dynamics coming together. And a lot of these students are experiencing this for the very first time. And we've all been there. We've been through the physical changes of puberty. We got that first bit of armpit hair, that first bit of leg hair for guys that kind of stepped us in the first phase of manhood. But their bodies are changing. Their minds are developing at a faster pace and then it's developed in the past 10 years prior, a lot of things are changing for these students. They're getting on social media for the first time. Their parents are allowing them to have an online presence, whether that be through uh, searching things on YouTube, whether it be having an Instagram account after they turn 13, whether that be getting on TikTok, Snapchat, whatever it is. 
these students are get, moving into a more accessible, a more online presence than they've ever had in any other phase of life up to this point. Students are starting to ask a lot more questions during this phase because they've seen something that they've done their entire life up to this point and they're starting to ask the question, why? Like, why do I have to do it this way? Why is it done this way? Why do things work that they the way that they work? You don't have to be in junior high ministry in any capacity very long to see what we're talked about so far, that going on in students' life. It doesn't matter if you are the student pastor, if you are the junior high pastor, if you're an adult leader, if you're a parent listening into this. If you are around junior high students, dude, you can see all of this being played out. And that's why I believe that junior high ministry needs to be in a church structure. In your current context, in your current situation, if you have high schoolers and junior hires together, middle schoolers and high schoolers together, and you've asked yourself the question like, do we need to separate these two? Do we need to make two different ministries for a junior high student and a high school student? I promise you the answer is 100% yes. Because you want to create a ministry specifically for two different phases of life. See, a junior high student is not going to worry about graduation at the end of the semester. A junior high a junior high student is not looking forward to getting their license in a couple months. They're, a junior high student isn't even concerned about prom for years and years ahead. So there needs to be two different environments. There needs to be two different places that make it safe to be a junior high student and safe to be a high school student. So what the church I'm at, Southern Hills, what we decided to do was actually three years ago to yesterday at the time of the recording of this podcast, um, it was really cool because it popped up on my Facebook memories. Three years ago, we created our junior high ministry. And what we called it is we called it the 78, and that, that just means 7th and 8th graders, that this environment, this ministry is for junior high students. Before we get jumped into it, before we start anything, I want to give you a little context of how our junior high ministry is set up. So our main service is on Wednesday nights. Uh, we do 7 to 8.15, and students come on our campus immediately after school. We have a basketball court, uh, open gym, uh, cafe that is connected all in our building, which I uh, will mention later, but it's a really cool vision that our church has. Um, we are a very mobile site in a permanent building, which hopefully later on in the in the history of this podcast, I will um, I'll explain that. But we our main service runs from seven to eight fifteen, and what it looks like is we usually start the night off with a game, and then we go into welcome and announcements, share upcoming events, dates um, for them to hopefully remember and go home and tell their parents. But we know ninety nine percent of the time they don't even remember what we teach. So. We still give them the information. We still hand out the dates and all that good stuff. So from there, we go into music, and we have a very acoustic set. We usually have a cajon acoustic guitar set up into our system because the um, the room that our environment is set up in can't really handle a full band, and our students love it. They love the intimacy of it. But for music, we usually have a transition into a, t into a message, into teaching, and that's usually around 20 to 25 minutes. And from there, we go into small group time. So what's the point of this podcast? Like, why are you listening to my voice right now?
And what this podcast is meant to be is it's meant to be another resource. It's meant to be another tool for specifically junior high ministry youth workers. And I'm not saying high schoolers, elementary, children's pastors, leaders, parents can't take anything away from this. But my main purpose in doing this is to provide a resource really to a ministry area that kind of gets neglected some. I think more so in the uh, past recent years, in the past five to ten years, junior high ministry has gained more traction and more attention in the ministry world, but there's still work to be done. There's still work in making, I guess, quote-unquote awareness for junior high ministry. So wherever you're listening and whatever role you play, whether that be the lead pastor in a junior high ministry, an adult leader leading a small group, or a parent just listening in, I want to say thank you. And thank you for wanting to jump into the world of junior high ministry. So what I want to talk about the rest of the time that we have together is um, a key component of ministry that we all need, no matter what your ministry looks like, no matter what your context looks like, and that's an adult leader team. So I recently got asked if I would do anything other than junior high ministry. Like, what were my long-term plans? What were my five-year, my 10-year plans? And I told the person who asked that question, like, honestly, I don't see myself doing anything outside of junior high ministry. Because one, I just absolutely love this phase of life. I think this is a very integral part. I think it's a very fun part. I think it's a very crucial part in a student's life. But I also said, dude, I do not want to leave my team. The team that has been built around me, the team culture that has been fostered, dude, is unlike anything I've ever been a part of. And it's really cool because my team, the team of adult leaders that I lead, they love to spend time with one another. They love to go out to dinner with one another. They love to go get coffee. They love to meet up. They love to serve on Wednesday nights. They love to do life together. And I really, really, really love that part of my team because I get to do life with those people. I get to do ministry with those people, and it excites me to see them whenever I see them, whether that be on a Sunday morning during one of our services or during our student services on Wednesday night. I absolutely love my team. One of the main reasons I love my team is, dude, they serve like nobody's business. Outside of Wednesday night, some of them actually serve on Sunday morning during one of our adult services. But my team, our adult leaders of the 78, they love to serve. And honestly, I guess I'm a little biased when I say this, but I think they outserve everybody. They're there early to set up the room, to set up the environment. They're there late to clean up everything because maybe in a later podcast I'll explain our model that our church has developed, but we're a very mobile site within a permanent building, which doesn't make sense. But if I explained it, it made sense. Anyway, they get the vision of our church. They get the reason why we do things, and they run with it. They're having conversations within their small group during our small group time on Wednesday. Some lead from the stage, whether that be a game, whether that be announcements, some Leaders have baptized students on a Wednesday night, on a Sunday morning. They love to serve. And I don't want to say it's because of me, but I adopted this mentality very early on when I got asked to take on this junior high ministry pastor 
position, this junior high pastor position. And some of it was I saw some leadership. I was under that. I was like, man, I, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to be that kind of leader. And so what I adopted early on in leading my team and leading the junior high ministry, the 78, is I will never ask anyone to do something I'm not willing to do. I will never ask someone to do something that myself, I'm not willing to do. And you have seen some of those leaders. Some of you have been underneath that leadership that a leader has asked you to do something and they walk out of the room. They've asked you to pick up trash and they just don't acknowledge anything else in the room. See, the reason I think our team has an amazing culture attached to it is because I serve alongside our team. I don't view our adult leaders who are single parents, who are college students, who are um, young adults. I don't view them as a tool as in the ministry. No, I view them as a partner in the gospel that is referred to multiple times in Paul's letters to the d- different churches. And viewing it as a partnership and not so much as a leader and a team has helped me to serve alongside those those leaders and not and not demand and not boss around but to lead the kind of culture to lead the kind of environment to lead the atmosphere of our team that I actually want and it is paid dividends the reason i think it's paid off so much is because with this mindset, with this thought that I have to serve alongside, to get in the trenches, to not demand something out of my team, but to actually go alongside them and do it, I think it shows them that I appreciate what they do. And not just the small group leaders, but the people who check the students in, the leaders who greet students at the door, the leaders who get new students into our system, the leaders who lead from stage, the leaders who sing, who worship through music, who are leaders in that aspect, the leaders who are small group leaders. I think getting alongside your team and doing ministry with your team and not demanding them to do ministry, it shows that you appreciate them, that you appreciate what they do, that you appreciate the time they have invested into your ministry, into your environment, into your students. So that's why I encourage you guys to do is to really rethink or not rethink, but to think about this question of like, are you asking your leaders? Are you asking your team to do something that you yourself are not willing to do? What does your team culture look like right now? If you were to, give your leaders a scale of one to 10, how would they rate what it feels like to be a part of the team? See, because ultimately it doesn't matter what context you're in. If you're in a student ministry of 150 or five, that ministry cannot depend on you alone. See, the ministry is built around the team. The ministry is built around the students. It's built around multiple people because just like in Romans 12, uh, 5, it says we all have specific functions. We all come together to form the body. And only Christ is the head. You are not the head of the ministry. You may be the leader. You may be the one who makes the hard decisions. You may be the one that carries out the vision, who shares the vision with your leaders, with your students. Dude, but 
you're not the end of the ministry. Doesn't matter if you have pastor, if you have teacher associated in your name. We're not the end of the ministry. We are part of the ministry. Our leaders are part of the ministry. Our students are part of the ministry. And when we have this mentality that we are in this ministry, not as a leader and then a team below us, but as a partnership, as a family, as a one single body moving forward for one specific goal, I promise you that will change your team culture. That will change the way your leaders view you and view themselves. And it will actually change how the leaders view their efforts, view their work, view what they are doing in your ministry much more differently. So I encourage you, ask yourself, I mean, am I asking my leaders to do something I'm I'm not willing to do myself? And here's here's another amazing thing is when you have this mentality, leaders won't only stay in your ministry, won't be bought in only, but new leaders will want to be a part of your ministry. Because I promise you, it doesn't matter if it's a student, if it's a leader, no matter how great of a light show, no matter how great of a worship set you have, no matter how good of a message we deliver, students, leaders, people, are not coming to see how good of a program we put on. Students are coming because they want to be known, they want to be heard, and they want to be seen by their peers and by other adults. Adults do not serve because they think the junior high ministry has the biggest budget because it goes on all the cool trips. No, leaders are part of a ministry because they want to be connected to a body. They want to be connected to a family. This shift in our thinking of our team, this mentality shift of how we lead, of how we view our view ourselves in the ministry, dude. I promise you, you will retain volunteers, you will retain leaders, and I promise you, you will gain leaders without even having to recruit because they see how amazing your team is. I mean, think about it. How awesome would it be that we would not have to recruit volunteers anymore, but instead we just have to shift our view of how we lead our team. And man, I encourage you wherever you are listening, if whatever position you are in ministry, I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you. Dude, ask yourself that, that question again. Am I asking my adult leaders, my volunteers to go somewhere I'm not willing to go? So guys, I hope this has been um, practical for you guys. I hope the history, the life of this podcast is very practical and that there are some good takeaways that you can take back into your own context, into your own ministry. But thank you, most importantly, for wanting to be a part of your junior high ministry, your middle school ministry. You guys are entering into an amazing phase of these students' life, and I can't, uh, I'm so super thankful to call you who are listening um, partners and sharing the gospel to junior high students. We may share it over pizza, we may share it in a small group setting, wherever it is, thank you for wanting to jump and land into the planet of junior high ministry. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry Podcast. If you could leave a review, that'd be awesome. That's how we get viewers. That's how we get more exposure. The more reviews, the more ratings, the more stars, the better. Again, thank you for listening. We hope you had an awesome time, and we can't wait to see you back on the Planet of Junior High Ministry.